Welcome to the December Trailer Talk edition of See It or Shove It. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm here to give you my predictions of whether December's biggest releases will be a See It or a Shove It based on the trailer. With the SAG after strike finally over, a slew of films will be hitting theaters to close out the year. Here are the 17, yes, 17, major releases coming to theaters and Netflix this month. So let's find out what my predictions are on this supersized edition of Trailer Talk. Opening today, The King of the Monsters returns to the big screen to wreak more havoc. This is Godzilla Minus One. This looks like it's going to be terrific. The Godzilla movies have been kind of hit or miss over the years, but this one looks like it's going to be intense and filled with action. It seems to be set in a post-war Japan where the natives are trying to rebuild their lives following the war. Setting the film in Japan seems like it would bring some authenticity to the film, which I'm looking forward to. And watching the trailer for this has me very excited to see it, and I think it's going to end up being a see-it. Also opening today, a grieving father goes on a vengeful rampage. This is Silent Night. Okay, so this trailer doesn't give much in terms of dialogue, but it is an action film from director John Woo, and no one really goes to his movies to hear the script. So, based on what I see, it's going to be high-octane action revenge flick about a man whose son, I assume, gets killed in a drive-by shooting, and he marks his calendar for December of the following year to kill all the gang members that killed his son. At least, I think that's what it's about. It seems to be in the vein of John Wick movies, which I really enjoy, so if it's like that, I think it will be a see-it. However, the fact that the trailer is not giving any indication at all anything about the script makes me hesitant and feel like they're hiding something. But it also looks like the father may have been shot in his throat and can't speak, so that may be the reason. Who knows? I do hope there is some kind of dialogue, though, because a two-hour movie of just violence from beginning to end may be exhausting. So with that, I think I'm going to be cautious and say that this one's going to be a shove-it. Opening today as well, a young secretary enters dark territory when she befriends a co-worker. This is Eileen. How's your day, Dad? It was a day, just an odd day. My day was a doozy. It's one of those days you never forget. Listen up. 
This young lady is our new prison psychologist. She may be easy on the eyes, but I assure you, she is very smart. I'm Rebecca. I know. I don't think I caught your name. Nasty habit. That's why I like it. I live a little differently than most people. They're probably scared of you. This one looks pretty good. I love psychological thrillers, so this seems like something I will enjoy. It looks like Anne Hathaway plays more of a villainous role than she usually does, which will be interesting to see. Um, looks like there's a prison secretary as the main character who becomes obsessed with Hathaway's character, and she ends up going down a dark path, leading her to make choices that she wouldn't normally make otherwise. Um, I like movies like this, so I think this will be a see-it. Coming to Netflix today, Academy Award winners Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman join forces to tell a scandalous story. This is May December. Why do you want to play me? When they sent me the script, I thought, here is a woman with a lot more to her than I remember from the tabloids. What would make a 36-year-old woman have an affair with a seventh grader? People, they like see me as a victim. I wanted it. I already have an idea of what it must have felt like. What? Sneaking around with you. I probably shouldn't have said that. When I was a kid, in the news there was a woman named Mary Kay Latorno who had an affair with one of her very, very young students, and they ended up getting married and having children together. This looks like a fictionalized version of that story where Julianne Moore's character ends up with the boy played by Charles Melton, and Natalie Portman's character is coming in to research their story before she plays this woman in the film version of their lives. It looks intriguing, and I really enjoy everyone who's in it, and rumor is that Charles Melton is fantastic in it, and that will be interesting to see because I've followed him for a few years now, and I think he's really good just waiting to get a, his big break. And while it looks like it's something that maybe be uncomfortable to watch, I do like movies that provoke some kind of strong emotion either way, so I think this one will be a see-it. On December 8th, a cello terrorizes a community with its killer ways. This is the cello. This cello is a true find. Those that hear it weep. Ah, the man with the cello. Okay, so I watched this trailer and I watched a second trailer for it just to see if it gave me more information and neither one really tells me much other than it's about an insidious cello that somehow has the power to kill people who hear it when it's being played. It does star Academy Award winner Jeremy Irons as well as Tobin Bell, uh, remember him from the Saw films, and I believe it said it was directed by one of the Saw directors, 
Some of the scenes look pretty graphic and borderline disgusting, so if this is going to be as gross as the Saw movies, I'm not sure I'm going to like it. Although I did enjoy the last Saw movie, but that was because of its story, not because of its gore. So if the story can save this one, maybe I'll enjoy it, but otherwise, I think this one's going to be a shove-it. Streaming on Netflix on December 8th, two families try to escape an impending world crisis. This is Leave the World Behind. This is your house. We were driving back to the city, then something happened. You want to stay here, but we're staying here. We need to get them out of here. They need to think everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay, isn't it? This looks interesting, although... It still doesn't tell me much about what the movie's about, but it seems like two families have either booked the same weekend Airbnb or the house belongs to one of them, I'm not quite sure, and while they're together in the house, some kind of cyber attack is happening out in the world, which causes a threat to them and they have to find a way to survive. At least I think that's what it's about. The trailer is pretty vague, but it does star Oscar winners Julia Roberts and Mahershala Ali, as well as Oscar nominee Ethan Hawke, and Kevin Bacon even appears. I really like all those actors, so I'm going to assume that they would not attach themselves to something terrible and say this is probably going to be a see-it. Also on December 8th, Oscar winner Emma Stone returns with a variation of the Frankenstein story. This is Poor Things. This is Bella. Bella, this is Mr. McCandles. Hello, Bella. She's an experiment. Good evening. Her brain and her body are not quite synchronized. But she's progressing at an accelerated pace. Tell me, where did she come from? I shall. For it is a happy day. This looks bonkers. Emma Stone teaming up with Yorgos Lanthimos who directed the terrific film The Favorite, seems like a winning combination. I'm usually on the fence about Emma Stone, depending on the performance. For example, I didn't think she deserved her Oscar for La La Land. However, I would have been thrilled for her to win for The Favorite. Well, either she or Rachel Weisz. I would have been happy with either of them winning. Here looks like it's a gonzo performance that I'm going to love. The story is a variation of the Frankenstein story where her character is brought to life by Willem Dafoe's character and she learns how to adjust to society. It looks crazy, it looks funny, and it looks like I'm going to enjoy it. I think it will be a see it. On December 15th, Oscar nominee Timothee Chalamet takes over an iconic role. This is Wonka. I've gained about 150 pounds in the last two weeks. You can change her life, Mr. Walker. Change all their lives. Run away! Every good thing in this world is 
I don't know about this one. I've seen this trailer a couple times now, and the first time I saw it, I thought, God, this looks like it's going to be terrible. And they've recently released a second trailer that makes it look slightly more enjoyable, but I think they're downplaying the fact that this is a musical. Like, you don't hear any of the songs that are being sung, for instance, so I'm wondering why that is. Um, maybe they feel people won't come see a musical? Who knows? It looks very magical and enchanting and very expensive with a high budget, but I'm going to go with my initial instincts and think that this one's going to be overblown and a shove-it. Although, I hope I'm wrong because if it succeeds, it could potentially be a nice holiday treat for people. On December 15th, Jeffrey Wright stars as an author struggling to adapt to a changing audience. This is American Fiction. Your books are good, but they're not popular. Editors, they want a black book. They have a black book. I'm black, and it's my book. You know what I mean. Look at what they publish. Look at what they expect us to write. I just want to rub their noses in it. <laughs> I be standing outside in the night. Deadbeat dads, rappers, crack. You said you wanted black stuff. That's black, right? I see what you're doing. We sold a book. No. We believe Mr. Lee has written a bestseller. It's a joke. The most lucrative joke you've ever told. This looks like it could be hilarious. The great Jeffrey Wright plays an author who is forced to create a persona that fits in with society's expectation of someone of his race. It looks like he creates a book as a joke that fits into a stereotype and it becomes a bestseller and a national sensation. Along the way, he has to create the persona of his book to fit his own reputation and image, which is the complete opposite of reality. I like movies that explore the concept of code switching within society and the messages it brings to people. This seems to do a little twist on that concept, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I think this will be a see it. On December 15th, Netflix brings us a long-awaited sequel. This is Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. The truck's taking chickens to some kind of farm. Well, hey, that doesn't look so bad. Oh, that looks so <gasps> bad. Who knows what horrors Molly is dealing with in there? About this place. Behold the dawn of the nugget. This looks cute. It looks like it tells the story about the child of the chickens from the original chicken run, I think, who yearns for a world beyond what she has, and when she runs away, she gets swept up in a situation where she's in danger of being processed into a chicken nugget. Her parents round up a group of chickens to try and rescue her and the other chickens from becoming someone's next meal. Like I said, it looks cute, looks entertaining. I think it will be a see it. Opening December 22nd, Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney tried to charm audiences with a romantic comedy. This is anyone but you. How's it going, stranger? What's going on over there? They dated. She crushed his heart. That man does not have a heart. 
no way. Honey, look who's here. Who is it? My ex, Jonathan. My parents have been trying to get us back together. He's like a son to us. Maybe we should just tell everyone we're together. What? It would solve that problem for me, and you clearly want Margaret. She's seizure with me. She wants what she can't have. There's no way we can convince anyone we actually like each other. You know, I still think about that night we spent together. Shut up. No, I'm serious. No matter how it ended, you're still pretty amazing. Convincing enough? Let's do it. Yeah, this looks like it's something that we've all seen a hundred times before. As appealing as the two leads are, I think this is something that we all know what's going to happen throughout the entire movie. It's like a higher quality, higher budget Hallmark movie where the people meet, they can't stand each other, and then they eventually fall in love. I would bet money that that's how this movie is going to go. So unless they do something completely revolutionary and innovative to the rom-com genre, I think this one's going to end up being a shove it. On December 22nd, Jason Momoa returns to the sea. This is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I only got a job. I'm the king of Atlantis. Half a billion people from every known species in the sea call this place home. But that doesn't mean they all like me. I'm gonna kill Aquaman and destroy everything he holds dear. I don't know if I'm just getting fatigued with all these superhero movies, but this one just looks like all of the rest. I found the first Aquaman to be pleasantly and surprisingly enjoyable. And I hope this one is as well, but the trailer makes it seem like all the other ones we've already seen this year, which are by the numbers, nothing new, standard, typical superhero movies, and the film landscape has now become flooded with them to the point where I think it is time to take a break, both with DC and Marvel movies, for a year or two. Uh, as always, I hope I'm wrong, but I do think this one's going to end up being a shove it. Also opening December 22nd is the second bird-related film in as many weeks, This is Migration. one looks cute too. It's from Illumination, the same studio that makes the Despicable Me and Minions movies, and this seems to follow in their usual successful pattern by giving an engaging, funny story. And featuring the voices of Kumail Nanjiani, Elizabeth Banks, and Aquafina, I think this one's going to be a hit that audiences of all ages can enjoy over the Christmas holiday season. I think this will be a see-it. Also on December 22nd, Zac Efron hits the wrestling ring. This is the Iron Claw. Ever since I was a child, people said my family was cursed. 
Mom tried to protect us with God. Pop tried to protect us with wrestling. He said if we were the toughest, the strongest, nothing had ever hurt us. I believed him. We all did. This looks intriguing about three brothers who, it's implied, are coaxed into a career of wrestling by their domineering father. It stars Zac Efron and Jeremy Allen White as two of the brothers. Um, I guess this is based on a true story. I'll have to read up on that before I see it, or maybe after I see it if I don't want anything to be spoiled beforehand. But it looks pretty gritty, which would be a departure for an actor like Zac Efron. Um, It's being released by my favorite studio, A24, and they usually release high-quality independent films with the right material. This may be able to send Zac Efron on a new path with higher-quality movies. We'll see. I think this will be a see-it. Opening on Christmas Day, a University of Washington rowing team gets its chance for Olympic glory. This is the boys in the boat. The depression hit everyone hard. No jobs, no food. We were broke. Looks like you still owe a balance on this semester. So what's that about making some money? Yeah, the rowing team. Your honor, you get a part-time job included, cheap place to live. Eight-man crew is the most difficult team sport in the world. The average human body is just not meant for such things. Most of you will not be chosen. Beautiful speech, coach. This is directed by two-time Oscar winner George Clooney. It tells the story of a Depression-era university rowing team that tries to overcome adversity and win Olympic gold. It appears to be a typical feel-good historical sports film that has a standard pattern to follow. I hope it does something beyond the typical old-timey Oscar-baiting inspirational storyline that it appears to be. Unfortunately, I'm not confident that it will. So I'm going to go with my gut on this and say that it's going to be a shove-it. But I'm sure it's well-made and that may work in its favor. We'll see. Opening Christmas Day, an iconic story gets a musical adaptation. This is The Color Purple. Afternoon. I need me a wife. Even if we have to part, you and me, us have one heart. I don't Get off my land! You I'll rat you every day! Daddy! Nothing but death can keep me from it! I'm looking forward to this. I really enjoyed Steven Spielberg's The Color Purple back in the 80s, and think Whoopi Goldberg should be a two-time Oscar winner at this point. She totally deserved the award for her performance in that film. But with all the controversy with the NAACP and all that, I think it kind of sabotaged that film's chances at winning anything. Um, This is an adaptation of the Broadway musical, which allegedly is much closer to the source novel by Alice Walker, upon which this is based, since the original was kind of limited in what they could depict in 1984. The star of this is Fantasia Barino, who is a wonderful, talented singer who you may remember as the winner of an early season of American Idol. I'm hoping this will be her big break. She deserves it. This also stars Halle Bailey, Coleman Domingo, John Baptiste, 
Danielle Brooks, and Oscar nominee Taraji P. Henson, so that's a stacked cast. I'm pretty confident that this is going to be a great emotional film, and I can't wait to see it. I predict it will be a see-it. And finally, also opening Christmas Day, Adam Driver lives up to his last name as an iconic car legend. This is Ferrari. Two objects cannot occupy the same point in space. The same moment in time. The corner races at you. You have perhaps a crisis of identity. Am I a sportsman? This is directed by Michael Mann, who is known for his thrilling, tight, suspenseful films. It looks like it will be another one that he has audiences on the edge of their seats. Well, it looks more of a biopic than the previous Ferrari movie, Ford vs. Ferrari. I think this one's going to go into more depth in the backstory, providing more emotional connection to the characters than that previous film did. And don't get me wrong, I loved Ford vs. Ferrari in 2019. I just think with more depth to the characters, in addition to Michael Mann's expertise in crafting intense action films, this one may be a crowd-pleaser, and I think it will be a see-it. So that's it for this month's trailer talk. There are a lot of movies coming out, and I didn't even cover them all. Just the 17 biggest releases. Um, So, we'll see how they turn out. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I'm grateful. Support your local theaters by going to see some of the movies this month. And while you're at it, share this podcast with your movie and TV loving friends and family. And you can drop me a line at theatershoveit at gmail.com and follow me on Instagram and letterboxd at theatershoveit and rate me wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to listen to this week's episode covering all of last week's holiday releases and come back next week when I bring you my thoughts on Godzilla Minus One and Silent Night. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great weekend. This episode of Theater Shove It was recorded in Orlando, Florida and is produced by Gregory G. Productions. Music by Mysterio Music. All rights reserved. <laughs>